This episode of the Chicken Nick Podcast is brought to you by our friends at the Beanery. Locations in Ashland, Gretna, and Papillion. Go buy yourself the Chic and Nick drink. It's a nice caramel pecan latte, or you can get it hot depending on what kind of Bo Pelini mood you're in. Eric! Take a selfie with it. Post it on Twitter. Include the Beanery's Twitter handle. Include at Chick Nick Show. We'll retweet it. They'll get love. You'll become famous. And everybody wins. And you know what? Speaking of which, order the Jacob Wins. Jacob Wins. That's a great new drink named after a Chick and Nick drop. You can find it at the Beanery. It's the Beanery serving people coffee. I know if we're getting better day by day, we're going to be really dangerous and hard to beat in the very near future. And we'll see how this first year goes, but uh, people better get us now because we're going to keep getting better. Here's Gabriel. Steps up in the pocket, looking for the first down, has running room and more. Gabriel down the sideline, burst of speed at the 20, cuts it back. Dylan Gabriel, touchdown, OU. 61 yards. Another run. How about the move? Brady steps away. Touchdown, Oklahoma. 21-yard scamper. And again, huge hole in the middle of that offensive line. Lap it up. Just lap it up. You better get us now. You better get us now. Because let me tell you something. Going to be pretty good pretty soon. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. So many. The infamous quote, better get us now. Uh, The Big Ten is going to have to adjust to us. You know, like those kinds of quotes just come back to bite you in the bahooty in the john david booty i believe is technically what the uh, the medical term is for it but yeah it's not it's not good matt it is not good it's funny as we're recording this we're recording this at 8 41 p.m eastern time 7 41 p.m central time on a sunday night and just as we're recording it the colorado athletic director rick george has sent out a statement just saying we understand you're disappointed our coaches are working hard, continue to support the program type of thing. Um, like, things are not good for my alma mater. No. And for your favorite team. Yeah. It's just not good. I, I haven't, because I was surprised, forgive me for not being, you know, I mean, locked in on every last- single Colorado football game. Are they that? I saw they're giving up over 300 yards a game on the ground. Are they that bad? Are they like if Nebraska and Colorado met in the toilet bowl? I think we should do that. I don't know why. Who wouldn't sign up for? We have all these bowl games. Why not have the toilet bowl? It's the two worst teams. The teams wouldn't agree to it, but we'd have some huge paycheck. Just like NIL, the the toilet bowl. The two worst teams on the year play. The winners get a bunch of money. Brought to you by Drano. <laughs> so, come on, Colorado, Nebraska play at like Arrowhead Stadium this Saturday. Who who are you taking? Nebraska by seven. <laughs> Seriously, it's not even a hesitation. Colorado is so bad. Okay, what's Colorado the- is so bad? Like they were favored. <laughs> they went to Minnesota. 
Minnesota is favored by 27 and a half points and beat them by more. They covered very easily. Oh, it's so bad. Go in a time machine. Go back. Colorado, Nebraska. Top 10 matchup. 2001, November 2001. We're 21 years ago. And tell yourself that in 21 years, Nebraska will be on like their fifth different coach, sixth different coach from when Frank Solich was hired, fifth different coach. And um, not only that, Nebraska will be trying to find its way in the Big Ten, and Colorado will be one of the worst teams in the Pac-12. Like, wait, what? No. What? Like, they are so bad. Both programs from, again, that was the bring, the beginning of Nebraska's demise. That's what they always say, even though they were st- they hadn't left for the Big Ten. And Colorado's demise wasn't far behind that. Right. It is. Well, someone did a great pivot point on who was the coach when on Alex Henry's 57-yard field goal. And how Dan that – Dan, not yet. Dan Hawkins. Like, you betcha. But you betcha. The, the, <laughs> how that, that field goal kind of sent the two programs in the short term down very different paths, if you will. But it is pretty amazing that uh, – and again, it goes – I mean, I don't think it's necessarily completely this, but I, we've talked about this before. How many teams changed, have changed conferences that are in unequivocally a better, like, football situation – Right now, the, in terms of just on the field, yeah. like in their performance, like you still Missouri feels like they've just they've slipped into irrelevancy. Colorado's having a, a terrible year. Nebraska, we know about their issues. Um, you know, A and M's been up and down. Although App State got their appetizer state game right with them. I mean, it's 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 just when you go down the line, Utah's probably done. Utah's in a better place. But, yeah, it's hard when you start really thinking about it. Texas A&M, not very good. Yes. Right? I mean, they're they're inflated because of the conference that they're in and the recruits that they get, but they're nothing great. I, I was saying to Kelly the other night, because she asked, do you think Nebraska's ever going to be good? And, of course, the follow-up is always the deflection of, what do you mean by good? Define good, because uh, that's good. very subjective. Good being, is like, it? 1995 good or good, like, at a bowl game good. <laughs> Nine five one sixteen twenty. It's like Kelly's like Matt. What? <laughs> I don't. I don't need to be making calls to nine five one sixteen twenty. I'm just asking you before I go to bed if Nebraska's going to be good again. <laughs> what do you mean by good? Do you mean uh, you know black shirts, great Rose Bowl good, or just bowl game good? All right. So we're three and three and eight good. Three and three and nine good. <laughs> As I'm sitting there, I flippantly said. I think Nebraska's joining the Big Ten is the worst thing to happen ever happened in Nebraska football. I just it's hard said, to just, argue. It's it just, hard to it argue just with the it. Knee jerk thing, like it's it's been great financially, not on the field. Again, not on the field. It's been terrible. Som- it's been awful. Sometimes it's been awful. Yes, sometimes you have to. If you're looking at the the kind of the arc of Nebraska football, and you'd look at these pivot points, you can unequivocally say like firing Frank Solich was a horrible decision. You know, like it sent the, it's that was a bad move, and then the move to the Big Ten. Like there are these little moments where fifty years from now you're studying the program and you're going, "What happened? What happened in two thousand three? Why did they? What happened in two thousand? What changed in two thousand eleven? Seems like everything really changed after that." You're like, "Well, Frank Solich fired, moved to the Big Ten, yeah." 
you were kind of flyover country as it was, but you had the Texas footprint. Then you removed reasons for Texas players to go to your school because you don't play them ever. And now you became really flyover country, not only for regular Americans, but also for recruits. Right. It's really hard. Yeah. It's really hard. And so the answer to that question is, do I think they'll be good again? I mean, I think they're, they almost feel destined for Minnesota territory, you know, Wisconsin type of territory, which, you know, if you're Wisconsin, it's fine. You just have to be okay with it, which is, you know, seven, eight, nine wins. Right. Maybe an occasional 10 if you catch lightning in a bottle. Iowa did it. Iowa was on the precipice of getting to the college football playoff, but your schedule had to line up perfectly. You got to have a lot of things go your way. And well, they would have never happen again for Iowa. They would have been in the playoff if it would have been a twelve-team playoff without knowing the ins oh, and sure. outs of who. Sure. I'm, yeah. No, I'm just saying that like the the one thing that that is that could be good for the expansion is is you know situations like that. But yeah, I mean, right now it just winning nine games seems so. Like, I got such a long ways to go for that that, I mean, I think a lot of people would be excited about that. Because 9-3 and three will get you in a 12-team playoff. 9-3 and three in the yep. Big Ten will get you in the 12-team playoff, right? But, like someone was saying, we were, we were going through uh, potential head coaches or whatever. Someone said to me on Twitter, and I just did a quick back and forth, but just about, hey, the bar needs to be, you know, you have to find someone. Because I tweeted about Lance Leipold, and he said it has to be someone like Urban Meyer he said, who has recruited at a top 10. You have to have top 10 classes in order to top five, top 10 classes recruiting wise in order to win national championships. I said, my response was, if your qualification is a guy who can recruit top 10 classes at Nebraska, that coach does not exist. Yeah. It's just, that's not going to happen. So you're going to have to recalibrate. It's okay to have goals, but you need to recalibrate expectations. Well, I, I think... What you're kind of getting to the heart of is something that is that has been on the top of everybody's mind with now with a week into like coaching searches and thinking about what kind of coach Nebraska needs. Do they need a rock star recruiter or do do they need a, a Chris Kleiman, Lance Leipold, like a do, like like true foundation program builders, like people that can that can because that's what. That, that Tom Chattel put it in one of his in maybe his Tom's takes after the game, you know, because obviously with Urban Meyer being in Lincoln and and people, you know, the fans were chanting, "We want Urban during Big, big Noon kickoff," where it's saying that you know Urban's. Oh my God, Ur- like Urban's. <sighs> oh, geez, geez. <sighs> I mean, you hear the Urban Meyer stuff, and I'm just, I can't, <sighs> I can't coat me it enough. Like I'm not going to sugarcoat me it. I'm not. I like that a lot. <sighs> oh. Cotney it, sugar cotney it. If your reaction no. to something is you disagree with it, you're not going to sugar cotney it. And you think some, you think you're about to say something, but you just make a noise. That's a new thing. Save it, everybody. But no. <sighs> but Tom was saying like, Urban doesn't have that. This you're looking at a full rebuild, where this is different than some of the places he's been at, where it's just kind of been like you get there and you can have success pretty much instantly. It just doesn't seem like that's the case for Nebraska right now, but. I don't know. I, I mean, it'll be interesting to see who who Nebraska ends up getting. I just can't. Or if Mickey can get this thing going. Certainly did not look like Mickey had this thing rolling on Saturday. I mean, Lord It didn't look like Mickey, Mickey, you're so fine. You're so fine. You blow my mind. Hey, Mickey. It didn't look like he was going to blow our mind. No. Uh, but again, it's Oklahoma. And I felt, 
My also knee-jerk reaction to the game was Scott Frost should have been forced to coach that game. Yeah, it is a little he like. He should have been forced. Thanks. Like, I, you know, I tweeted out the video of, you know, Breaking Bad and him leaving in the exploding car behind him. He's got the. Yeah. Like, he left destruction in his way. He got out with that. And he's probably thinking, hey, yeah. you know, got my, got my 15, seven and a half million dollars extra and didn't have to coach that. That's a win-win for me. I thought, yeah. Scott Frost. Yeah, because that is tough for Mickey to like. I mean, that was just no matter what happened, they were probably going to take it on the chin in that game. And. It's just right, right. there are so many things that are hard to understand in like just the drop off from last year to this year in you know last year beat Northwestern 56 to 7 this year lost to him. Last year the two kind of easier games on the schedule Fordham and Buffalo really beat those two teams soundly. This year lose to Georgia Southern and almost lose to North Dakota. Last year, go to Oklahoma, stand toe-to-toe with them, look like they had every chance in the world to win that game. This year, it looked like if Oklahoma wanted to, they could have scored 70. And then on top of that, you kind of go, I'm not so sure that Casey Thompson, Anthony Grant, Trey Palmer, I think those that trio is better than Martinez, Ramir Johnson, Samari Ture. Yet, this team is so much worse than they were a year ago. And it and it, the only thing you can really point to is were Damian Daniels, Ben Stilley, JoJo Doman, Cam Taylor Britt, Deontay Williams, Markel Desmuke, were those guys so much better than anyone thought they were? Because now they're gone, the defense is a disaster, and Chenander is fired. Like I, I mean, it's hard to make sense of it. Where you're, you're sitting there going, those guys. I mean, I think we all thought those guys were decent, but man, they're they they were holding this well, thing together by with with they were MacGyver in this thing, duct tape and a paper clip and some bubble tape, some fruit by the foot, some gushers, some Dunkaroos. Oh jeez. Courtney, you like Dunkaroos? I'm sure he does, but that's. That's beside the point. I think that what that showed last year is that Nebraska is a developmental program that's going to have to rely on recruiting and coaching kids up because that's what last year's team was full of. Right. Fourth right? and fifth year and, dudes. You know, and... It was upperclassmen. And then you lost them, and you had done such a bad job. There had been so much attrition that you had to go into the portal for half your starters. Right. Or for 15 guys that all had to hit. And, so, and then you replaced – a bunch of your coaching staff. So they're hearing so different players and got everyone hearing a different message. There was just a lot of like, even Trev said the track record or the, the history is not on our side, right? right. He, he knew this yeah. probably wasn't going to work, but you know, give it a shot. But yeah, I think this year is more an indictment of what you can't do at Nebraska, which is quick fixes, right? Cause it ain't a quick fix. Right. And you're going to have to do what Iowa does, what Minnesota does, what Wisconsin does, which is, what Nebraska used to do, which is high school recruiting, yep. and that's why that's why whoever comes in, it's gonna be that like that's the toughest part about all this is whoever comes in. Yeah, you might get a portal guy or two, but you're, it's gonna be ground up stuff. It's yeah. gonna be a long haul, and if you go, well, we've waited five years. What's another five? I hope you're ready for that. Well, th- I know that's, that's what, what's happening. That's yeah. what's on the horizon. Well, it's just remarkable to think that we are almost one year ago-ish 
to my debut on the Tunnel Walk where I am talking up the black shirts and how good they've performed and how you got to go back to, say it with me, people, 09010. All right. Let's go back, shall we? Here we go. Guys are willing to set the edge, blow up a lead block rim. I mean, you have to go back to 09010 to me to, to, to look at a three game stretch like this. Okay, and then Greg Sharp took over, and they hijacked your entire thought. But, yeah, that think was a about, year ago. Think about what I said. These guys are tough. They set the edge. you got to go back to 09-010 since a three-game stretch like this. And here we are one year later, and this defense is as bad as 07 Callahan, as bad as 2017 Riley, maybe maybe the worst we've seen. So this this sort of drop-off on that side of the ball is really jarring because while in hindsight you listen to that and sans the grammatical 09010 snafu, a lot of people heard Which that. Which part? Hold on. Which... I mean, you have to go back to 09010 to me. <laughs> but I said that and people were like, it wasn't that crazy to say. And now it sounds absolutely crazy one year removed when you think about and, no and i get that it, it's totally different it, teams, it, it, but look it's it's entirely the defense's fault because 14 <laughs> points 14 points should be enough to beat oklahoma well, that's, okay that's the other thing with this thing the offense what was you saw the stat at halftime first six pl- their first drive of the game Six play, six seven plays, whatever it was. I think it was six plays, seventy-seven yards, seven points. Their next thirty-seven plays, seventy-six yards, zero points. Multiple three and outs, multiple drives where you lost yards. Like the offense went into the tank as well. It's just so bad. It's awful. <sighs> It's just, it's just all you could do is go, well, on the bright side, and this is a very bright side, Nebraska did not lose a single-digit game. <laughs> That's not funny. This snaps a streak of 13 straight losses by single digits for Nebraska. It was the longest such streak since the mid-'80s when UNLV lost 16 straight by single digits. Wow. So you're off the hook. All right, good. That's good. On that one. A blessing in disguise. Yes, it is. Blessing in disguise. That's right. What? Okay, if you had to set the over-under for win to like if Vegas had to reset their win total for the rest of the season, what would you set it at? Because I made the comment to someone that it's not out of the realm of possibility that they don't win another game. <laughs> that they don't win another it's not, game. I knew you were going to say that. It's truly not. It's it's possible. I think I'd bet against it just because I just – yeah, Indiana had to rally to beat Western Kentucky. I don't think Illinois is great. And listen, I understand how horrifically terrible Nebraska is right now. But I also think you need to – you do need to remember this was Oklahoma this weekend too. Like they're, they're not going to play another to- offense as good as this. Would you like me to tell you FPI's yes. updated win total? Yep, yep. Give it to me. What do you got? ESPN's football power index 
says they will win one more game. They say Nebraska will finish 2-10. and ten. Mm. They are favored in one more game. That is the next game against Indiana. Yep. They have a 63% chance to win that game. They are a FPI underdog Friday night at Rutgers, October 7th. They have a 36% chance to beat Rutgers, a 15% chance to beat Purdue. 44% to beat Illinois, 20% to beat Michigan, uh, Minnesota, 4% to beat Michigan, 20% to beat Wisconsin, and 24% to win on the road at Iowa. So, if you were a handicapper, you'd probably set it at one and a half more. So, two and a half total. What would you, right now, you walk into Vegas, that one and a half, what, what are you taking? I'd probably take the, I'd, I'd probably take the under. Oh, that hurts. Just looking at the schedule, they're not going to win any of their last four. So they have. It's the next have to four win. games. It's the next four games. They got to win. It's the next four. Games. They got to win two. So to hit, they, have to they would have to two go two four. and two. So go to Rutgers and win. Go to Purdue. You're not. I, I don't see them winning that game. Purdue is my pick to win the West, even though they lost at Syracuse. Hey, still fun. Uh, home against Illinois. Home against Indiana. I mean, they gave up 600 yards to Georgia Southern. Who's to say they're going to – why would they beat well, Illinois? Well, and here's the thing is I know, you know? I know you can get it yourself into trouble with comparative scoring, but Northwestern has not won a game since. They just lost to Southern Illinois. Georgia Southern hung – But you know, Carbondale's a yeah, tough place. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Brian e- Mullins, even though it was the defensive uh, – Yeah. <laughs> the – the, Georgia Southern had 642 yards of offense on Nebraska, hung 44, 45 points on them. They lost to UAB by 14. You know, so like, for how there's a chance for however bad we think Nebraska is, they're even worse than we think they are. Again, the if bar, you're doing the whole, you know, the next if coach, that. it's true. The next coach is coming in at a great time because the last thing you want to do is follow the guy. So they are following the guy who followed the guy who followed the guy who followed the guy who followed the guy. Followed the guy. Couldn't ask for a better situation. You want to be what you want to be about the fifth guy to follow the guy. <laughs> That's what you're waiting and for. And then the question is, who is the guy? It's not Bo Pelini. Is it Frank Solich? Oh, I, I don't think it's that guy either. I mean, we're talking about Tom Osborne. But we're still going back to 97. Yeah. This is pretty incredible. It's ridiculous. It is just, it's ridiculous. <sighs> <laughs> I'm not going to okay. sugarcoat any of this. So I've said, I've said <laughs> Matt Campbell, I've said Lance Leipold, and I've said Chris Kleiman. I don't think Kleiman would do it. I dare you. So I think it'll be uh, Campbell or Leipold. The other, we, we had someone, <laughs> we had someone call into Big Ten Radio and mention Zach Taylor. Taylor, I've heard that. I mean, he come on. It was the first time I'd heard it, and I said, well, I guess you could root against Cincinnati, uh, but he's an NFL guy. He's not going back to school. Like, it's not, he, just not. No. I don't even know what I would think of that hire. I mean, I think it'd be a good hire, but, like. I mean, you get, I'd be exci- you get excited, right? You know, just go down the lines, and then, you know, so you got well, Scott Frost. You go Zach Taylor. If he doesn't work out, Joe Daly. You know, if he doesn't well, work out, Jamal Lord. You're forgetting. Mickey Joseph. Mickey Joseph. You went from Scott Frost Mickey to Joseph. Mickey Joseph to Zach right. Taylor okay. to Joe That's Gans right. to That's Jamal right. Lord to <laughs> J- Eric Crouch, Mike Stunts. No, Joe Gans me... is a coach. Where's Joe Gans? That's true. Why is Joe Gans mentioned on these names? What about uh, Matt Rule? <laughs> Thank you, Sugar Coatney. Matt Rule? 
He's... So that's the name that I was going to bring up is that here I am in Carolina watching this team. They're, they're bad. They're a bad team. So the juxtaposition of hoping that Matt Rule's team falls apart so you can pick him up and he could be your coach. That's so weird. I mean, Carolina's so – it's just not good. Baker Mayfield, not it, a – Is that a great hire player. for Nebraska? Well, it would be because of his college track record, right? He's a guy that – even if he's not from a certain place, knows how to hire the correct staff yeah. to help him and to succeed like he did at Baylor. He wasn't did he, from Baylor. Did he have, though, any? does he have any Big Ten? I'm I'm officially that guy that's like, the Big Ten, it's different <laughs> in here. Let me tell you. <clears throat> it is very different in this conference. Oh, your Big 12 offenses and your, oh, score in the 50s. Oh, gosh. Welcome to the Big Ten West. <sighs> I'm not going to sugarcoat any of this. Ball control, fullbacks, and punting is what we do. <laughs> That's where I'm at with it. <sighs> it's so true. He's got to have. So Big that's my only concern. Size. Like, I'm at yeah. the point where, like, yeah. I mean, Dave Aranda? Would Dave Aranda? Could you, could you steal Dave Aranda? Could you st- Jim Leonard? After the penalty on Nebraska, it's going to be first and 15 at the 35-yard line. Snap back, Casey Thompson. He's looking over the middle. He's got Trey Palmer. It's cut. It's cut. And it's a touchdown. It's a touchdown. And Nebraska leads Oklahoma 7 to nothing. And Nebraska's maybe going to win a football game. Huge play, Greg. Huge play. Huge pass from Casey Thompson, Greg. Huge pass. Huge catch from Trey Palmer. And if you're looking to catch something, catch a Jacob Wins, a new drink from the Beanery. Locations in Ashland, Gretna, and Papillion, a Jacob Winge, a latte with white chocolate, hazelnut, brown sugar, cinnamon, go big red, a latte with amaretto vanilla is another drink as well. It is the Beanery serving people coffee. 752 remaining here in the first quarter. You're listening to Big Red Football. I mean, would, okay, I'm throwing this out sure. there too. What about like, I'm just, like, would Pat Fitzgerald? Okay, so I've been arguing for that name. I've up. been a Fitz fan for life, boy. Okay, so last week we had we had a mutual friend. I'm not going to say who it was because I don't know if he wants Dave Revson it to be out there. Dave Revson said this. <laughs> ah, Dave Revson. No, but listen to the podcast. Texted me because I said you need a Trev Alberts who can coach. You need a guy who acts like Trev who can coach. And our friend texted me and said, "Do you know who that is? Don't you?" Because he listened to the pod. I said, who? He goes, it's Pat Fitzgerald. I said, you're absolutely right. It is Pat Fitzgerald. I hadn't thought of that, but you're correct. And then you see Pat Fitzgerald, and you see what's going on now. I wonder. You go, I, don't I know. get it. You got, you got a lifetime contract, but at some point, like, do you – sometimes you just – everyone needs a change of scenery, you know, for And I know it's not deals. ideal. I know it's not ideal to, you know, you'd be going in the division. You know what I mean? And that's why I don't think he would do it. I don't it. think like, he would I, do I it either, but I'm, loyal. I'm yeah. telling you, I think I would, I think fit, I, I would, if I'm Trev, I'm getting my Fitz game right. Big Pat, big Pat Fitz. <laughs> That'd be the headline in all the papers. It's a perfect Fitz. My column. <sighs> <laughs> my column is a great way to finish it. It's the Fitz. perfect Fitz. If the big red shoe fits, my column. My column. No, didn't he write us? Didn't he write us a letter? He did. And he you did. and I became cats, huge yeah. Fitz homers after that. Oh my goodness! My goodness. He hit us uh, with the go we, cats too. He's like, "Thanks for having me on the show, go cats." And you and I were like, 
my chick and I are going to get married to Pat Fitzgerald on top of a mountain. <laughs> Veronica and I are going to get married on top of a mountain. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. He swept it's us true. off our feet. Wrote us a letter. Yeah. And so that would be uh, interesting. I also thought, hey, your your program is so disorganized. Get the most organized man of the country. I said this last week to our mutual friend. I said Jeff Munkin would be the most organized coach. I also said it's too bad Kyle Whittingham is like in his mid sixties. Yeah. Because he would be tremendous. But what you know, it's it's all about money at that point because you have to stop thinking about hey, Nebraska and Utah are hey, that's a lateral move or step up. No, it's not. It's a step down because Utah has everything inter- including a successful program. So it just becomes about money, how much you can pay. That's why I think, you know, Nebraska probably pays seven, eight million dollars a year. Right. And they're going to have to. If you're going to pay seven and a half million dollars extra for a 30 day, 21 day advance firing, you're probably okay paying eight million for an entire year no question. of a guy coaching. No question about it. No question about it. And so, so I, PJ Fleck wouldn't take it, would he? I would think no. I'm just like, I. I mean, I'm at this one. I'm walking around the, the party, and I'm like, I got to say this. I'm going to put this out there. You can send it back. B.J. <laughs> Fleck, you have an absolutely breathtaking bald head. Hello. Hello. Hope I'm not disturbing you, but uh, I saw you from across the party, and... Uh, I don't usually do this, but I felt compelled to tell you something. You have an absolutely breathtaking Heine. Okay. But Fleck wouldn't take it, right? Even if I went on and hit on him like that at a party, he wouldn't. I would think no. He's a great fit. He's a great fit at Minnesota. He's got a lot. Like, you can't. I mean, I don't think he would. I think it's society. You don't want to mess with happy. Yeah. Happy and rich are good, and sometimes they're the same thing. Yeah. And job security. Like, you have that. So you're giving that up for what? That's like the Mark Stoops thing. For what? Why? Why would you do that? Why? It's it's hard to put a price on, you know, I would, my guess is Minnesota football is behind Vikings, now the T-Wolf. Like, you're, you're, you lose, it's it's not a, it's not as end of a, end of the world as it is here. Same thing with Mark Stoops at Kentucky. Like, that, I, there's got to be something okay that. about not being on the front page when you lose, right. but only being on the front page when you're successful. Like, there's something about that that's good. So, th- there's, there's going to be a bunch of names out there, and it'll be, be interesting to see what Trev does. Uh, there are some more important things we have to get to, okay? Yeah. First of all, I guess we'll do the polls. Let's do it. Here are the polls from last week. These are very important polls. For those who say, why do you go through the polls? Because they are the the pulse. The polls are the pulse of the show. Yes. Okay. It's very important to do. Here we go. Were you upset that the Huskers and Greg Sharp did not give you a Big Mac on Saturday? <laughs> you know the answer to that question. That is one of my that is one of my favorite questions because of what happened last week. <laughs> <laughs> when, uh, when, uh, 
when uh, they didn't get a sack, and so Greg Sharp couldn't give you the Big Mac. About Terrific that. execution all night long, and again, Nebraska, no sacks. Haven't been able to get you a Big Mac tonight. <laughs> Thanks, Greg. <laughs> 86% said yes. One of the great things that came out of that was this post from Dan Beavers, who's done many of the voices oh, on the show. Oh, yeah. He tweeted, if this keeps up, do they downgrade to hurry McFlurries? That's so good! Snap back to Gabriel, back to pass, escapes the pocket to his right, pursued by Mathis, throws caught for a first and ten Sooners. The quarterback being forced to scramble counts as a hurry, and it's your hurry McFlurry of the game. <laughs> what is that? As ridiculous as it sounds, it sounds like something you could hear in, in a radio call. <laughs> And then Joe, Uncle Joe Scandal says, then you go to McDonald's and the ice cream machine will be broken. Of course. <laughs> and <laughs> Hardy Wallbanger says, and a more appropriate comparison for the Frost era has been made. <laughs> the broken ice cream machine after trying to redeem your hurry McFlurry. Yeah, I got a, I got a coupon for a hurry McFlurry. <laughs> Sorry, our ice cream machine is down. <laughs> I'm fed up. This is big red foot. <laughs> it is. It is. Do we have audio of a customer in line when it breaks down? This is wrong, people. This is wrong. I have a this coupon. This is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> this is wrong, McDonald's. This is wrong. <laughs> this is wrong, people. Got a coupon. They're calling a TV timeout here after a turnover. Are you kidding me? You do not call timeouts after a change of quick change like this. It happens to Nebraska all the time. This is wrong, people. Wrong. 7.35 left in the game. Yep. We're taking one as well. I'm fed up. This is Big Red Football. Oh. <laughs> that, was, that was a media timeout argument at Rutgers. At Rutgers. This is wrong, You are people. now favored to lose. Quick time out from this award-winning podcast, an award in our minds and our hearts, but it's an award nevertheless to tell you about Peerless Energy Systems. You may hear a name like Peerless Chick, and you go, well, hold on now, wait a minute, I, I that's an interesting name. Well, how about this backstory? The owner, Ed McMorrow, he's watching the 1998 Orange Bowl, Nebraska, Tennessee. Peerless Price was a wide receiver for the Vols, and he was asked about his name on the sidelines, and he said it meant, quote, without equal. So that model stuck with Ed, and when the company was launched in 1999, he wanted to create a company that was without equal in the industry. So Peerless Energy Systems was born. Peerless Energy Systems, established in 1999. They are the Solaire authorized distributor for Nebraska and Iowa. Solaire is the leading American manufacturer of air compressors. They're located in Michigan City, Indiana, Chicagoland. They go to market via local distributors and make some of the best air compressors and ancillary compressed air equipment in the industry. So Peerless Energy Systems, we always say support those who support us, their core values, reliable, dedicated, and responsive. And there's a lot of things that set them apart. Well, no question about it. They are locally owned and operated. They have certified compressed air auditors on staff. They have a large local dedicated rental department and 24-hour emergency response for service, parts, and rental equipment. Pretty darn good. It's Peerless Energy Systems. Support those who support us. It's Peerless Energy Systems. Go to peerlessenergy.com. That's peerlessenergy.com. Proud sponsor of the Chicken Nick Show. So anyway, that was great. What were you more upset about last week? 
The loss to Georgia Southern, no free Big Mac. 59% said the loss to Georgia. <laughs> All right, here we go. Is Matt Coatney a rising star within this podcast? The, well, question, the answers were yes, no, or ugh. 62% said yes. I think I would have voted ugh, because I'm not going to sugarcoat any of this, you know? <laughs> <Don't worry. sighs> <sighs> <laughs> I think that might have to be the name of the pod. The not going to sugarcoat Not going to sugarcoat any of this. <sighs> uh, Wrong, people. <sighs> Uh, oh, speaking of which, might as well get to this right now. I have not heard this yet, but I've queued it up, and I hope we've got it. Uh, Mitch Sherman let me know about this. Thank you, Mitch. I've not heard it yet, but I queued it up to the final 30 seconds of Big Red Reaction after the uh, Oklahoma game. Here we go. You, you guys enjoy your bye week. We will be here <laughs> yes. in two weeks, Indiana evening game. It'll either be 6 or 6.30. There it is. You guys enjoy, enjoy your, your bye. bye. Thank you. Thank you. Enjoy thank. your bye. Thank you, Matt. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks, guys. What are you most sad about with the firing of Scott Frost? It didn't work out or no more Scotch Frost? 66% said they're sad it didn't work out. I, I ran into a couple that's a huge fan of the pod at a 40th birthday party last night and they they were sad. I was introduced to from this gentleman to his wife. He's like, "This is the Scotch Frost guy." That's who I was. I was this is the Scotch Frost guy. And she was like, "No way." I was like, "Well, I'm yeah." It's like Matt does it all, but yes. And she didn't know about Polini Martini or Doc on the Rocks. I said, "Oh man, honey, you got some lesson to do." There was a lot of uh, there were many suggestions uh, for what we could do with Mickey. Yeah. Um, Mickey's fine malt, <laughs> malt, malt liquor. I mean, malt, that's the yeah. first thing I thought of. But or slipped him a Mickey. I don't know if you want to do the slip. Yeah, I don't know if you want to do that. That's not appropriate. I don't know. I don't um, know if is it is it wrong people to do any sort of Polini Martini to an interim coach? Like, I think that's true. I, th I think I feel very uncomfortable doing that to Mickey Joseph, who's just already taken a beating from Oklahoma. Right. Now we're gonna pile on. We're gonna pile on and it's get it real dirty on. real quick. It's gonna pile. It's going to pile on. You don't have that. No, you don't. It's going to pile on, and it's going to get real dirty real quick. <laughs> yeah, thank ah, you, Grant Gibbs, I miss you. Grant Gibbs with you in a hotel room. That was I loved awful. him. I did. I, Grant Gibbs and I are still planning <laughs> on getting married on top of a mountain. Not true at all. Should the next Husker head coach... Be wary of what this show does to the audio of coaches before taking the job. 62% said yes. That's because someone uh, mentioned it in a tweet saying that somewhere is a coach that has no idea that uh, <laughs> two yeah. people are going to be making fun of him by slowing down his audio. Yeah, something you got to probably think about. you got to take everything in consideration. Big pro con it. No, 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 he probably con. Are we probably a con to the Nebraska job? I would think so, and I would think they'd probably want us to stop doing this show during the search. Yeah. I'd want me to stop doing this show during the search. Yeah. Was the latest Matt Davison yes the best yes ever uttered? Yes! <laughs> oh, it just makes me happy. 72% said yes. 72% said yes! 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 <laughs> 
brother. Yes. All right. <laughs> All right. Here's this last thing we got to get to. Okay. Those are the polls. Got to call a quick full timeout here to tell you about our pals at Go Currency. Does your business need easy, competitive financing for trucks or equipment? Currency is here to help. Currency specializes in finding the best available rates and terms for construction equipment, farm machinery, trucks, and trailers. In fact, customers can get loans for up to $500,000 with little or no money down and terms up to 72 months. Currency can also help if you're getting serious about buying a new or used motorhome, fifth wheel, or utility vehicle. Just fill out an application, and the Currency Finance team will get to work finding a lender with the most competitive options. It's quick, secure, and free to use. Currency is equipment financing made simple. Visit GoCurrency.com for details. That's GoCurrency.com. Dot com Offers may vary and arranged by Express Tech Financing, LLC, DBA, currency pursuant to CFL, license 60DBO-54873. <laughs> Did you hear what happened on Big Red reaction on 1620 after the Oklahoma game? So, bit, yes, Big Red overreaction. That big, is the play on Oh, word. Big Red overreaction. Yes. yes, Big Red overreaction. We are overreacting on 1620. That's they right. just react. We overreact. Uh, I did. I heard about it. What was what was crazy is I was going to get my wife a, a coffee, and I get into the car and I hear Connor Happer and John talking about me, and this call that just happened. And I so I just missed it, and I went back and I I couldn't decide if I wanted to wait to hear it for the first time with you on the show. I couldn't wait. I had to go listen to. The call. So you've heard it. I have heard it. Right. Have you heard it? I have heard it. All right. This happened f- Saturday night. Yep. Afternoon. Saturday, uh, like four-ish. Yeah. Guy calls up to talk about the Frost era and then mentions you. He's not happy with me. He's not happy with no. you. Let's listen. He called in. <laughs> and again, when's the last time you were on 1620 as a host? What year? 2019. Like Ju- June or June of 2019. Okay. So he's referring to something you said when Frost was hired, which was 18. That's right. All right, here we go. All right, back to the phones. We'll, we'll get in a few more before we get on out of here. Big Red Overreaction brought to you by Coors Light, keeping Nebraska chill. We have uh, Bob on the line. Hey, Bob, what's going on? You're on Big Red Overreaction. Uh, John Bishop. Mm-hmm. I, I, uh, I called in back way back when they were thinking about hiring Scott Frost on Big Red Overreaction, and Nick Ball was doing the Big Red Overreaction that night. Mm-hmm. And everybody, and I said, he's the guy I want that I think that can do it. But I admit, the, the only thing, I, then I said, but it ain't going to happen overnight, and Nick Ball hung up on me. And I was kind of, well, it'd be nice to have an apology about him hanging up on me because I guess I must have been right. And he, he wasn't because <laughs> he didn't like to hear that apparently. But, oh, I don't, I don't know. I, I, knowing Nick as I do, I don't think Nick thought it was going to be a super fast turnaround. But anyway. Well, but I understand that. But when I said that, I said it wasn't going to happen overnight. He didn't let me go any farther. He just hung up on me. And I didn't. I thought that was kind of un, 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 for somebody as his what he's really done and stuff. I didn't think that was a really good. I mean, because I've listened. Damn, Bob, you're holding you know, a grudge there. That's been four years ago. Well, I, I can't help it, John. But <laughs> okay, I, all right. I, 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 grudges, I, I, grudges can last. I know. 
I I know, and I and I listen to you on the Creighton games, and you're you're as good of an announcer as there ever was. I really well, like I appreciate it. it. Thank you. I mean, that just kind of I I that kind of bothers me when okay. when anyway. But anyway, Chase, do uh, not hang up on this man. <laughs> you yeah. have another point, Bob. We'd like to apologize on on behalf of Nick Fah five years later. There you go. Well. It'd be better if he did it, but that's all right. If John Bishop does it, that'll that'll that'll. John, <laughs> say sorry. I'd be great. <laughs> On behalf of Nick Bob, I apologize. Thanks, Bob. Okay. Yep. Thank you for calling. Okay. The call. All right. I think that was mm. that was it. Now we can that, hang up on Bob. Yep. No grudges. <laughs> Everything's okay. Uh, wow, man. We'll have to send that to Nick, and then Nick can reach out. And oh yeah, I'm, yeah, we need to send that audio to Nick, and I'm sure that Matt Matt Schick will have a fun time cutting that up. <laughs> Maybe they'll invite uh, Bob on the podcast. No, they, I listen. Knowing those guys as I do, that'll turn into a 15 minute segment all by itself. <laughs> all right. Wow, that was can Saturday that? after the game. A can big red overreaction. Yes, can you believe that? So. How dare you, John, say that it's 15 minutes that we're going to talk about this. Start the clock, please. Start it now. All right. So, first of all, <laughs> how dare you? Yeah. He was he was right. He was right. I was he wrong. He called up. Yep. And you didn't want to hear what he had to say. Nope. That it's going to be, you didn't want patience. You no. said, no, it's going to happen. Soon. If he's hired, it's going to be a quick fix. And you didn't want to hear it. You hung up on him. He said, wait, wait, wait. It's going to. It's not going to happen overnight. You said, oh, hold on a second, Bob. You're out of here. Yes. I said, I said, that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. If you're going to call and spew such ridiculousness like patience or something, you're getting hung up on immediately. Okay? That's how I was feeling at the time. And, uh, yeah, he said you need to be patient, and you were like, <sighs> not being patient. No. You've been patient enough, Bob. This is wrong, Bob. I'm fed up. <laughs> This is wrong. This is wrong, people. <laughs> wrong. 7.35 left in the game. Yep. We're taking one as well. I'm fed up. This is big red football. This is wrong. Oh, this is man. wrong. I'm I, not being patient. I am amazed. Like, it's just amazing. Bob has, Bob has walked around for four years holding this grudge with me, and I am so sorry, Bob. Do I need to for like? Do we need to have a, a formal apology? Like, what do you want to do? How do you want to proceed? John, John did like apologize. John and an apology. John yeah. and Connor, they, I, they, they. I granted them full permission to, you know, apologize on my behalf. So, I think the apology has happened third hand. Uh, you've apologized through. They've apologized for you to Bob, a guy that you didn't know existed was upset. That's something that you didn't know you did. They had no idea. So I would love to know. I, I just think it's. I'd love to know the. I think it's pretty it. shameful for you to hang up on him. To be honest, I mean, if we're just sitting here and being honest about it, he seemed like a nice guy, and I'm going to take his word for it because no one holds on to a false grudge for four years, and it's pretty apparent you were rude. Yeah. You didn't want to hear what he had to say, nope. and he sounds like he's your elder. Yeah. Right. So for you, someone who's very young and very inexperienced at that time, four years ago, um, for you to hang up on him, I think it's pretty embarrassing. Yeah. Pretty embarrassing. Yeah. I mean, I'm embarrassed. I'm I think I probably I think it's why I don't remember like uh, a coping mechanism in my brain. I was so ashamed 
of that moment that I just just omitted it from my memory or buried it deep inside my subconscious and I'm just not I don't want to remember it. But now that I, it's all coming back to me now, I apologize. I you know I do. Do we need to have Chris apologize? I was wondering if you would go there. Would you like to do a Chris type of apology for this, and then I will play the Chris apology so that he's essentially getting two apologies, <laughs> one from you and one from caller Chris. Yes. So it's, okay. the floor is yours, however you want to do it. Okay, Bob, I think I'm sorry for taking your call and being nice to you. No, no, it wasn't taking the call and being nice to you. It was, it was being too nice to you and listening to you throughout. No, it wasn't being nice to you and taking your call. I was hanging up on you. I apologize. <laughs> hey, Chris. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing well. Yeah. What do you got? Okay, I was thinking it was uh, Montana, and I was thinking, I want to say it was like Idaho or Idaho State. I forget which one it was. It was one of the non-conference games. I forget the name of the team. I apologize. No, it wasn't Montana. It was Wyoming. I apologize. <laughs> good. So good. All right, there's one thing I want to call attention to. There are two things that I, again, we do analyze these tapes. Just like with you and John Bishop when you did the Christian Bishop oh, yell. Oh, yeah. One of, the, one of the great podcast episodes we've ever done is breaking down you and John Bishop slapping each other over a Christian, Christian Bishop, Bishop free throw. Yeah. Okay. This part right here might be my favorite part. Here you go. Uh, John Bishop. Mm-hmm. John Bishop is getting so old that he can only communicate in grunts. Yeah. Uh, John Bishop. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's annoying. <laughs> uh, John Bishop. Uh, I, <laughs> that was one of my favorite parts. Such a, an old man acknowledging of someone speaking to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, John Bishop. Uh, not a very inviting. He didn't. He was not very excited that he had been addressed personally. He almost it was. He almost sugarcoated it right out the Antonio Gates with him. You know? He did. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> okay, he's like, here we go. Oh, he's probably heard from Bobby. Oh, great. Uh, yeah, all right, oh, great. Bob, you're on Big Red Reaction. Uh, uh, John Bishop. <sighs> <laughs> I hope you have That's my it. favorite part for your second, your second thing. Okay. The other part uh, that I liked was... There, there were two others. One was when I might have one was a favorite part. He said, "He said to Bishop, he's one of the best. He's the best to ever do it." And Bishop's thank you was like so. I know, and I and I listened to you on the Creighton games, and you're you're as good of an announcer as there ever was. I really, well, like I appreciate it. it. Thank you. <laughs> Listen. I'm only the 15th person that's told me that today, so I'm, well, thank you. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you. 
All right. And then the other one was when Bob essentially forgot what had happened with his call and thought he was hosting the show. <laughs> On behalf of Nick Bob. Okay, yep. Thank you for calling. Okay. Thank you for calling. <laughs> Thank you for calling. Okay. No, no, no. This is not <laughs> This is not Big Red Bob <laughs> reaction, okay? This was you were the one who called. Thank you for calling. Okay. Call. <laughs> okay My Bob. favorite part. Who called who? Now, wait a minute. It's, I can't remember what happened two minutes ago here. Did I call you? You call me. Whatever it is. Thanks for calling. Are you, are you going to trust a guy to be accurate referencing something that happened four or five years Thank ago? You. When in the midst of a call that he made. Yes. He cannot recall if he called or you called. Okay, yep. Thank you for calling. Okay. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, how are we supposed to take this man as a credible source of information telling me exactly what I said four years ago when he doesn't even remember who called who two minutes ago? Bob, why can't you remember anything? Well, I I can't help it, John. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right, Bob. Oh, that was my favorite part. Thanks for calling. <laughs> Nothing Thank like you. calling a radio show and then telling them thanks for calling. That's right. Oh, you man. give you give someone a gift. You go, here you are. Thanks for the gift. <laughs> wait. Wait, am I supposed to give this back? What? Wait. Hold on. What happened here? Who gave what gift to who? Thanks for calling. Thank you for calling. So good. Thank you for calling. I appreciate you calling. Yep, thank- okay, yep. Thank you for calling. Okay. The call. yeah. <laughs> All right. And then John at the end. I Listen, knowing those guys as I do, that'll turn into a 15-minute segment all by itself. Yeah. About eight. Not Seven. bad. Not bad. We got a good eight, nine eight. minutes out of it, you That's know? Great. Totally fun. Totally fun. Well, sorry, Bob. Hey, our- Bob. 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 I'm sorry, man. I, you know? I wish I could remember exactly what was going on at that time, you know? I have a hard time feeling like I was irate with you over you saying he's the guy, but it's not going to happen right away. What are we going to do? You know, maybe he's got it so mixed up that he hung up on you. Right. Maybe, maybe he hosts a radio show and I called into his radio show. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yep. Thank you for calling. Okay. He he did he he handled that well. He was like, Thanks for calling. He was almost like the Ted Bundy of Bundy. (laughs) He was. Thanks for calling. Thanks for taking my call. (laughs) (laughs) This Ted Bundy of Bundy. Thanks for calling. Thanks for taking my call. That was actually caller Kirk, who was, we were doing, it was the theme song Thursday game. We were playing theme songs to famous dads for Father's Day, famous TV dads. We played the Married with Children theme song. And his guess was? That's Ted Bundy, y'all Bundy. (laughs) (laughs) I think this guy is, maybe it's not Kirk, maybe his name's actual Bob. He just, thanks for calling, thanks for taking my call. That's Ted Bundy, y'all Bundy. (laughs) 
Okay, yep. Thank you for calling. Okay. The call. Okay, Bob. <laughs> All right. We do have another caller on the line, though. His name is uh, Tyler. Tyler, what are your thoughts? I'm not happy about that. Chicken Nick. Yeah. Chicken Nick. Yeah. The Chicken Nick Show. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. 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 Yes. Pat Fitz. Okay. Yep. Thank you for calling. <laughs> A Huda Media Production.